I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. It's Canada Day. And tonight, appropriately, we hear the story of John Hunter, a Canadian evangelist. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution and comfort. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 150, on page 467 of the prayer book. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His holiness. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him for His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him upon the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrels and dances. Praise Him upon the strings and pipe. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Praise Him with the loud cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about a man named John Hunter. He was born in 1865 in Durham County, east of Toronto. And at 15 years of age, he had a dramatic conversion during a Methodist tent revival out in the sticks. 
And he heard there not only the call to follow Christ, but he heard also the call to preach. He went home and he witnessed to his family who all converted. And during his undergraduate years of Victoria College, what we call University of Toronto now, he was evangelizing extensively. And while he was there, John Hunter met Hugh Crossley, who eventually became his longtime ministry partner. After graduation, John was ordained as a Methodist and served in several churches. But in 1884, he asked the church to become a full-time evangelist, and the church enthusiastically agreed. And he began holding tent-meeting revival crusades with Hugh Crossley. In one month, for example, he held 55 meetings, reaching between 75,000 and 100,000 people. But of all of this, his most famous story is related to the conversion of Sir John A. Macdonald, Canada's first prime minister. See, Sir John was a hard drinker. He was known for his aggressive wit politically. As an example, during one election debate, true story, Macdonald was so drunk at the debate that he began vomiting while on the stage. And his opposing candidate said to the crowd, is this the man you want running your country, a drunk? But collecting himself, Sir John A. Macdonald replied, I get sick not because of drink, but because I'm forced to listen to the ranting of my honorable opponent. Now, in 1888, Sir John A. Macdonald attended the Hunter Crossley Revival in Ottawa, the national capital. And on the last night of the six-week revival, Sir John had a dramatic conversion. As the newspapers reported, when in answer to an appeal by Mr. Hunter that all who wished to become Christians and desired the prayers of the audience would stand up, the prime minister of this dominion arose with his wife. Another journalist wrote, When the well-known form of the Honorable Prime Minister arose in the center of the church, many strong men bowed their heads and wept for joy. The right honorable gentleman himself was deeply affected. After dining with the Prime Minister days later, John Hunter confirmed that, yes, Sir John is a changed man. Hunter's hectic schedule and frankly, lack of self-care, forced him to retire early at the age of 54, and he died nine years later at the age of 63. The Reverend S.D. Chown eulogized Hunter, saying, Reverend John Hunter was a man possessed of a consuming passion for the saving of souls, a passion which wore out his nervous and physical constitution long before his son normally should have set. What I find fascinating about John Hunter and his work among the political elite of Ottawa is that I ministered as well in the national capital of Ottawa for over 10 years. And I know that world and the difficulty it is to minister in that political environment. Because my church was only four blocks away from the parliament buildings, we had many political staffers, and elected members of parliament in our own parish. And I had the opportunity to meet and pray with many of those members of parliament and many of those staff members, senior staff, 
during my tenure. And I found many to be comforted when they came to church because in that political environment that's all about position and prestige and status, there was something for them about simply coming in the door of this liturgical church and being treated just like anyone else. I remember sitting there with a man who had formerly been the leader of the opposition, uh, you know, the sort of second most powerful role in the country at a time, and a well-known Christian believer, a very, very um, well-known politician. And he attended our church on a regular basis. And whenever I'd see him, I made a point of not using his title, his last name. To me, he was simply to be referred to by his first name. And I could see how much he treasured that, that in this one place in the house of God, all the titles and all the prestige could be put aside and he could simply be a sinner saved by grace. Having the opportunity to pray with prime ministers, two sitting prime ministers during my tenure there was an opportunity to see the power of the gospel, to see how it doesn't matter what your status or prestige is, the gospel can penetrate any human life. As our reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I pray that each civic leader in our day could have such a relationship with a preacher, a priest, a pastor, as Sir John A. MacDonald had with the evangelist John Hunter. I pray that civic leaders could be transformed by the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation. And I pray that in our day, there would be many men and women who, like John Hunter, would stand up for the gospel in the context of our political circles, that all of those who lead us at the national and local level could have an opportunity to turn to the Lord. This is the story of John Hunter the story of an ordinary saint God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with a prayer that's set aside in our prayer book for Dominion Day or Canada Day. It's interesting because we are now part of an Anglican church that is not just American, but all of North America. We have opportunities in the prayer book to have both a prayer for July the 4th and also July the 1st for Canada Day. And so this collect that memorializes the 1867 moment of confederation where Canada became a country. Almighty God, whose wisdom and love are over all, accept the prayers we offer for Canada and give integrity to its citizens and wisdom to those in authority, that harmony and justice may be secured in obedience to your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.